Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. Who are you? I'm Fraser. Fraser like Razor. Hi, babes. Not like Fraser. Mm. That's been coming back to haunt me recently. Oh, really? What happened? Oh, just a um, a work colleague of mine is uh, unable to grasp the concept of my name and... We have multiple phone calls where, and Zoom calls where I have stopped the whole meeting to tell him he said my name wrong again. <laughs> I love the idea of you just stopping a, a giant work meeting. Like, uh, everyone, everyone, Penstein, hang yeah. on just a second. Listen to me and my words. I just keep saying there's no Fraser on this call. Fraser has left the building. Wow. <laughs> anyway, how the hell are you, babes? I'm good. How does my skin look? Oh, <laughs> what a leading question. I mean, it looks great. Why? What, what have you been doing? I had a facial yesterday. How? I drove into Hollywood. Heard of it? I'm familiar. It's my um, playground. <laughs> I've, well, that's right. You do have that giant tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Drove into Hollywood and I went to a spa that I have been to in the past in pre-COVID times. And they've set up what I could only describe as Aladdin type tents. <laughs> in their parking lot oh wow yeah a car park kind of bedouin (laughs) (laughs) lovely lovely lovely. so i i'm the what do you even call a person who does a facial a facialist an esthetician i believe is what they call it here that's a lot of consonants (laughs) they were wearing a mask and a face shield and gloves and they did it and i had a peel as well what's the what's the glove to skin feeling then I thought it was going to feel weird. Like a rubber glove. <laughs> it, it is a rubber glove. But then after a, while, after a while, I just forgot about it. Right. And she's, yeah, and they do like a head massage and Ooh. a face massage and everything. And like an enzyme peel. And Ooh. she was like, do you want an enzyme peel? And I was like, I'm here. I'm in the parking lot. Bung it on. <laughs> wow. That sounds yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, I'm, I don't know if you noticed about my skin as well, but I have been using a serum, which I bought oh. from CVS. <laughs> However, it was very expensive. Very expensive. How much are we talking? Um, Is this? Do you remember the one in Boots in the UK about <laughs> twelve years ago that everyone went crazy over? Yes, it's it's similar to that. It's it's the um, I can't remember the name of the brand. It's in like a little blue a little blue glass bottle with a little dropper. Ooh. You have to. Mm. I imagine it's like a tincture. Tincture. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love that word, a tincture. Uh, yeah, and I've been slathering that on my face. It's hyaluronic acid and all kinds of things. Was this a recommendation or, or did you just get carried away when you saw the bottle? I got very carried away. The The display was like very white and clinical. And then I saw how expensive it was. So I thought, well, it has to be good. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Great. Lovely. Um, before we get into it, we should say that in every episode oh, yeah. of this podcast, <laughs> what the hell do we do? We take a British topic. We talk about it. It's a piece of pop culture. We work out the US equivalent. Then we do the same for a US topic. But hey, we have big news. Do we? Big news. We are currently 193rd most popular comedy podcast in the Netherlands. (laughs) Wow. 
And we've worked out the source. We were like, oh, I wonder if that's because Amanda lives there. It is. Thank you to Amanda Stick, who is listening to the podcast. I wonder how many, is it just her and maybe she's got like one other friend that she's managed to force to download it? I like to think she listens to it on like a loudspeaker and a couple of people overhear it by accident and they're counted. <laughs> right. Like I, Siri counts them. I think so. And then we've also got news from the Ukraine. <laughs> oh. We are 106th on the Ukraine comedy podcast chart. Who do we know in the Ukraine? Who is out there? Wow. I really i can't think of a ukrainian pal of mine no wow we've really made it we're we're doing it <laughs> making those ukrainians laugh but kind of really like maybe one person <laughs> um and also hope you're all enjoying the totally scott lee podcast third episode came out this week i know i was giving you the numbers earlier i also want to just give a shout out to our twitter oh so i'm just gonna do you remember like in maybe in like the year i don't know 2010 you might be watching a tv show and be like so ben can you tell us what's going on in the twitter and there's a person like scrambling with a laptop yes it's very like the yeah the, the, any show you worked on in that point they'd be like well we've got to have a, se- a section where we hear from twitter so yeah, yeah. twitter correspondent yeah. yeah so that's me right now i'm just scrolling away uh, we're currently up to 29 followers <laughs> on twitter our <laughs> handle is you are welcome usa there is something though talking about numbers something i just bunged on twitter um i'm just gonna turn the laptop around in the studio oh wow <laughs> can you describe what you this see this is a um a little banner that is titled kylie's new album saves the world and it's got a countdown clock 26 days 12 hours 24 minutes and zero seconds yeah so (laughs) that is the countdown to the big the big date in november that i know we're hotly anticipating we're debating all over the place yeah um the only event happening in november only event the landmark event on november Mm -hmm. 6th i believe it was i mean all i know is i look at the countdown clock yeah that's what i go by i actually think that there was also an announcement of uh, oh little mix yes (laughs) there's also little mix they're dropping their album in November. So actually, oh, we are busy. we've got a lot of things to think about in November. Well, just those two things. Well, just those two things and nothing else. Those yeah. are the big dates. Those are the big things. Well, and Guy Fawkes Night. So I actually have a surprise for you. Ooh. And it's completely unrelated to anything we've just talked about or anything <laughs> we've talked about in the past two weeks. But um, bear with me and you can just narrate what I'm doing. Oh, my God. Okay, Ben is standing up. He's uh, gone to the sh- shelving area. He's retrieved a tiny little box so um i have a gift for you oh i bought one for each of us okay i'm being handed a tiny little box let me just let me just take a video of you opening as well because this i think is what they would call content okay so um, i can't read what it says on it it has a little stamp on it i'm gonna open it up now (laughs) oh my god i believe this is a genuine kind of coin necklace that we've discussed many times. What is that? What coin is this? This is a Spanish peseta. <gasps> oh my God, Ben. This is the, this is the jewelry of my dreams. Oh my God. It's I'm a, putting it on. a Spanish peseta on a neck chain. This is uh, stunning. Where did you get this from? The past. <laughs> wow. Where's yours? Right here. Oh. <laughs> I was saving it. Cause I thought I can't wear it until I've given you yours. Hang on. Let me open it. Okay, I'm not kidding. I really like this. <laughs> I actually think this looks great. <laughs> so you went away recently and I was looking after Fabio, the studio dog. Mm-hmm. And I decided to have some some wines one evening and watch this year's Savage Fenty Rihanna 
fashion show yeah on amazon so yeah i was watching it and i know that you'd said that you'd watched it and we had a little kind of discussion about it mm. i thought as you know officially from the factory moment onwards was the highlight of the of the show yeah. for sure i was a like last year's show i was obsessed with this year's one fine whatever but only got interesting when it got to the green factory there are some fun cameos like demi moore yeah Paris. whatever yeah but we were thinking <laughs> If this was made in the UK, who would we cast <laughs> in the UK Savage Fenty show? So we've each we're each going to bring three to the table. Yeah, are we calling it the Benty. It is. It is my fashion show. <laughs> yeah. It's the Benty fashion show. Absolutely, Savage Benty. Um, <laughs> so who have you got for me? Who's your first person? Okay, so I was thinking I want to kind of represent the plus size and maybe a person of color, mm-hmm. um, kind of in the place of the Lizzo segment. You know, when she was in front of the mirror doing like a dance by herself. Oh yeah. I was thinking we have This Morning Queen, Alison Hammond. Yes. Yes, that's a really good one. Alison would be wonderful. Because she is very, she does a lot of like dance stuff on Instagram and she's so kind of, as much as we're joking, she genuinely would be fucking amazing doing that because she is like, got so much personality and she's sexy. And she wouldn't make a joke out of no, it. No, precisely. She would go for it and commit 1000%. So Alison Hammond is my first okay. my first pitch. Okay, my first pitch, I already told you this one. This is a bit of stunt casting. I mm-hmm. remember we're in the UK, want to cause a shock. So I'm going to have Princess Beatrice and Eugenie. <laughs> They're both going to be wearing full-on Benty um, lingerie. Yep. You know, on podiums, just writhing around. But they're both going to be wearing the hats they wore to Wills and Kate's royal wedding. Perfect. That that kind of um, the ugly stepsister hats. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Okay, my next one has actually got a set piece that goes with it as oh, well. Oh, wow. Okay, so we are... Suddenly we're in like a, a, a public toilet, like a public restroom. There's toilet stalls and you're like, oh. But they're kind of like bedazzled and sexy toilet stalls. There's two toilet doors. They open up. And who comes out? Kim and Aggie from How Clean Is Your House. Oh. So like sexy lingerie, like almost like French made because, you know, the whole thing was cleaning. And yeah. it's basically them with like French, you know, like a, a feather duster, but it's like sexy. And it's the two of them like doing like a sexy, That's you know, good. like in the in the toilet stalls, like next to each other, like all kind of posy. So Kim and Aggie is my next pitch. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, 100% on board. Okay, my next pitch. <clears throat> now, you mentioned it earlier. The Savage Fenty show is very inclusive, so the Savage Benty show is going to be um, even more inclusiver. <laughs> Great word. Great word and phrase. <laughs> That's actually going to be in the pitch deck. Yeah. When they're when the celeb booker Billy is going to be trying <laughs> to get these people for us. Thanks, Billy. Uh, thanks, Billy. So I want someone who is you know famous in the UK, someone who's a big deal, someone who is pushing boundaries. Who is that person? It is Big Brother winner Nadia. Oh shit! Oh wow. Nadia Almada. Mm-hmm. That's a, she is a great, she's a great booking. That's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. I, my final person okay. is a great one. I don't even really need a concept for this person. You know how Demi Moore was kind of just like lounging around being sexy. Yeah. Could have done with more of her. Definitely. My pitch for that role is Carol Vorderman. Hunt, yeah. She would be perfect for it. She knows how to do sexy. Yeah. Maybe like, <laughs> yeah. Or she could be, or there could be like a countdown clock. I was about to say, she could just be writhing on top of a countdown clock. So it would be, it would be like shot from above. That's it. Yeah. So she's shot from above and it's the countdown clock, like counting down, but she's the, she's the hands, like sexy, like going around the countdown clock. 
That's beautiful. Is she doing like gymnastics where like one leg is one hand? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite sure if Vordis is up for that, but we'll have to speak to her. Billy, Billy, uh, Billy, you need to speak to Carol's representatives and see if she can do <laughs> contortionism. Okay, my final person for, my final personality, really, for the Savage Benty show, um, coming out, you know, I want like a headliner, at the very, very end of the show, this person trots out, and that is Dolly the Sheep. (laughs) (laughs) But what would happen is, Dolly would come out, and everyone's like, oh my god, it's Dolly, is that Dolly? It's Dolly the Sheep. But then... quickly following her would be all her clones so Ooh. it would just be thousands of sheep flooding the savage benty That's uh, stage. amazing oh do you know what that made me think of was do you remember the <laughs> do you remember the tamworth too what's that <laughs> they, they were those pigs that escaped from a pig farm and went on the run in like the 90s do you remember them no <laughs> Okay, we're going to have to come down off this hype. We're going to get into our UK and American topic soon. Before we do that, let's do a quick bit of feedback. So I've got a little bit of feedback from uh, CLC, from Charlie. It's just a little bit more information about Pepper, the security guard from university. Oh, yeah, do want to know. (laughs) She said, I would like to mention that security guard Pepper once poured water over our barbecue. What a party pooper. Oh, Pepper. Okay, we've had some feedback from Dave Bishop. He says, love you guys for this podcast. My partner and I moved to London from NYC a year ago, and we wish we found you sooner. Oh. Lovely. I said, thank you for that. And then he just sent me a picture of Mr. Bean, your nemesis. Oh, God, fucking Mr. Bean. Not funny. And I'm standing by that. <laughs> um, I've got to defend myself in this next piece of feedback. Uh-oh. Hannah Stoney, <laughs> now Price ex, you know, ex Stoney, has said, did anyone else notice Fraser's US twang when he asked Michael when you were in college? I specifically did that in an American accent, Hannah, because I wanted to make Michael feel welcome. But actually, it doesn't matter if my accent's changed because I'm bi-coastal now. I'm like Kelly Osborne. Well, no, as our, again, shout out to our Twitter, as our Twitter says, our location is a barge in international waters. Precisely. I'm from exactly the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, we had some feedback from Phoebe on Facebook. She said about our last one, which is Ryan Seacrest and Freshers Week. Another treat of an episode. Thank you both. Earthquakes? Fires? Is California gearing up for a Buffy end of season finale? Ooh, the hell mouth. <laughs> I don't know. It's not my world. Uh, she's, she's correct. We are basically living in the hell mouth. So the answer to your question, Phoebe, is yes. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder what character I would be. I wonder what heritage you would be. I mean, you're Cordelia. Never watched the show, so I'm sure I'm getting insulted right now. But you're getting, I'm also sure. I'm also sure that Cordelia was an amazing character. You're getting hugely complimented. Okay, she was great. A, she was like a rich, bitchy person. Oh, yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm definitely like a. I'm like a willow, kind of lame. Later in life, lesbian. Uh, just continuing university uh, kind of feedback, Andrew has got in touch with some of his own freshers' memories. One of them is his headphones breaking one minute into the silent disco. <laughs> <laughs> a real silent disco for him. And number, t- <laughs> number two is the toilets flooding at a toga party. And he says he was wearing flip-flops at the time. Oh. <laughs> and um, apparently they- Wheatus came to perform in his freshers' week. And they have <laughs> they had to play Teenage Dirtbag three times as all the other songs were getting booed. But what else are they going to play? 
Although, you know, I would have preferred, I would have preferred Nicola Roberts doing her cover of Teenage Dirtbag. Oh, from the Gaza Loud uh, tour, from yeah. the, yeah, Maybe from the What Will the Neighbours Say tour. Yeah, sorry. Sorry at the Hammersmith Apollo, everyone. Don't worry about it. Shout out, shout out. She's still got that <laughs> ticket stub somewhere in your memory box. Of course. <laughs> um, someone else on Facebook, uh, James Dean. No, not that James Dean. A different James Dean has got in touch and um, saying he liked the podcast. And he's another person who listens to it while he's running. Oh. He said he was running in Maida Vale. Oh, oh, wow. Maida Vale is very like BBC Studios. Remember that like BBC Radio was always in Maida Vale. It's the only thing I know about it. Do they have like a sound studio there, like a a recording studio? Maybe. Okay, we have an Apple podcast review. Five stars. Oh, correct. Correct answer. (laughs) Imagine if it was one star. (laughs) This is garbage. (laughs) So this is from uh, Jill Beansy One. Oh, just the first one. She said she loves the podcast. And so she says, sorry, sorry to say I'm, I'm late to the You're Welcome train. Jill, where have you been? <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> the train's not gone that far out of the station. Yeah. Don't worry about it, Jill. <laughs> Up on this room. Um, she said that she's so thankful that she discovered us through Canada's Drag Race podcast. Ooh. Yeah. Wait, have you been to Canada yet? Still not been. Still not been. Um, so Jill was born in Shetland. Um, and then what? she moved when she was three to California. Um, and then they spent a lot of time traveling to Scotland as a kid. And she went to school in Scotland circa 2004, 2005. Great years. Is this you? This, I mean, it sounds, Are very you Jill? Much, it sounds very much like me. Okay. And Jill says, um, of course, having both places in my head slash heart has messed me up for life. <laughs> Even still, I will f- uh, say a phrase that's perfectly normal to me. And my American boyfriend will be like, what? <laughs> for example, I was flabbergasted. Uh, just this week when she learned that Americans don't know the phrase Bob's your uncle <laughs> Bob's your uncle Fanny's your aunt I've never heard that second one yeah Bob's your uncle Fanny's your aunt I just realized as I was saying that 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 almost doesn't like you almost can't understand what I'm saying if you didn't know what that phrase is it's Bob is your uncle and Fanny is your aunt to any American listeners don't understand that one no but thank you Jill thank you for listening <laughs> Okay, we've got one more piece of feedback, but we do love hearing from you. Get in touch on our Instagram. Get in touch on our Twitter. Leave us an Apple um, podcast. Review? <laughs> Review. <laughs> well, we really locked eyes as you were saying that. I can see <laughs> I can see the panic in your face as you, as you really ran out of steam in that. I was like, I don't know the words. <laughs> um, okay, but we do have a last piece of feedback from Crystal in London. I'm Ooh. just going to play it for you. Oh. I'm just sat having a drink with someone who has a connection to Samantha Mumba. <gasps> that's it. And, that, who, and who was that cackling in the background? Don't know. So that's Mumba Watch for you, Samantha Mumba. We're trying to get in touch with her. That's all I've heard from Crystal. I said lock in that booking. I haven't heard anything since. Well, I'll, I'll let you know. I was, um, I saw Matt last night and he at some point just said, I'm sure I know someone that knows Samantha Mumba. I feel like every Irish person in my life is just like, Oh yeah, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I know her. She's yeah, she's Sam. my sister. Yeah, Sammy Mums. Yeah, like oh, I live with her. It's yeah. like, well, can you just get her on the show for us, please? Well, Samantha Mumba Watch still continues. And we are back, and Ben is up with our American topic. What do you got for me, babes? Well, <laughs> I went on a little trip recently. I know. <laughs> I was in your house. <laughs> and while I was away in that trip spying you on my nest cam, <laughs> I was in the location that is Salt Lake City. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's my topic for today, the city that is Salt Lake City. Where the hell is it? Oh, I've actually forgotten to look it up in the map. It's kind of mm, northwest 
ish and in a bit. Utah, right? Utah. It sure is. In fact, a very fun thing about Salt Lake City, sometimes people abbreviate it to SL or SLC. Yep. Sometimes they do SL and then they put the UT for Utah. Slut. Oh, love it. Mm-hmm. So let me talk about it. Well, first of all, I had to get there. And you know what I did during this global pandemic? I got on a flight. You fucking crazy person. I know. <laughs> got tested, negative, hopped on board that plane, wore my mask the whole way. There what was, was it like? Whole... It was it was it was incredibly normal. Yeah. There was a like a whole row in between you that no one could sit in and okay. we had our masks on. It's an hour and a half flight. It was very, very normal. Okay. I want to know about Salt Lake City Airport. Was there a special theme? Oh, well. Were you greeted by Mormons? What happened? Well, in Salt Lake City Airport, we landed. They've just finished like a billion gazillion dollar refurb and rebuild of the airport that opened this year. (laughs) Perfect timing. (laughs) So we landed at this airport. It's all brand new. It is huge. Um, It's uh, Jesse, who grew up in Salt Lake, was like, this is an airport for a much bigger city than Salt Lake City. <laughs> it was pretty busy. People were dining inside. Ooh, uncomfortable. But it was very big. The thing is, whenever I've been to Salt Lake in the past, I'm just going to give you that that general feeling of when you land there. So we live in LA. Everyone has a certain impression of LA, ourselves yep. included. And when you land in Salt Lake City, you get off your plane. And whether it's the old airport or the new airport, you, tr- you trot through the terminal and you look around at the people and you think to yourself, oh, everyone looks completely normal. <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> no one looks awful. Right. No one looks like, there's no one you look at and you think, whoa, I love what you're wearing. Right. Everything's just incredibly, incredibly normal. Well, it's because we live in a freak show. <laughs> we live in a complete freak show of a city. Yeah. Um, when we were landing, we did fly over the Salt Lake itself. Right. That was going to be my question for you is, there better be a lake of salt in that place. Otherwise, there sure, I'm getting a refund. There sure as hell is a giant, giant lake of salt. Now, due to global warming, it has got smaller and smaller. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still there and as salty as ever. Salt Puddle City. Exactly. <laughs> Another nickname for um, Salt Lake City actually is Small Lake City. Oh, shit. That's yeah. depressing. Yeah. I prefer slut. You prefer slut. Okay, so we, 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 we flew into slut. <laughs> yep. Um, now, here's the thing. We cannot talk about Salt Lake City without talking about Mormons. Yeah. Okay? Do I know anything about Mormons or that religion? No. Have I seen Book of Mormon? No. Am I going to see it? I'm not going to see it. <laughs> no one's going to force you to see Book of Mormon. It's but, fine. But I feel like for the past 10 years, everyone's been forcing me to see either Book of Mormon or <laughs> fucking Hamilton. Um, I'm never going to see a, a, a second of either. Not Great. interested. Glad we're on board with You can that. shove Les Mis up your ass too as well. No thanks. Okay, so Salt Lake City was founded in 1847 by Brigham Young, who was the leader of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Try saying that after a few drinks. Well, <laughs> they don't drink, so yeah. they're fine. Here's the thing. That's as far as I've got with the Wikipedia page. Everything else is just going to be anecdotal. I'm, I can't tell you a huge amount about their religion. <laughs> but apparently when he arrived there, he saw the Salt Lake and thought it was... Apparently he might have thought it was like the ocean. Okay. So that's why they settled there. Right. I may be right with that. I may be wrong with that. Doesn't really matter. <laughs> we'll get some get some feedback. That's fine. W- willing to hear some feedback about sure. Mormonism. <laughs> Some other fun things. Apparently, um, he insisted all the roads in Salt Lake City are very, very wide because apparently he insisted on them being so wide so you could do a U-turn in, in a horse and cart. Oh, <laughs> I fair mean, enough. That's just that's just 
I don't know, like traffic planning going on. Do a Yui. Do a Yui. Hey, can you do a Yui in that road? If you can't, you're going to have to make it wider, Brigham. (laughs) Whenever you meet someone who grew up in Salt Lake City or is from Salt Lake City, Mm -hmm. everyone in America, I don't know if you noticed, just assumes they are either a Mormon or ex-Mormon. Yes. That's like a very, very big deal. Yeah. Okay. So Salt Lake City, we were there. It's one of those places where... It's one of those cities in America that's kind of having a moment in the sense that, you know, New York, L.A., San Francisco, all too expensive. So everyone's moving to like, you know, Salt Lake City, Phoenix, Arizona, Denver. So it's kind of really like exploding at right. the moment. In 2002, they had the win- the, um, the Olympics. That was a big deal. Um, <laughs> good year. Good, great year, 2002. Yeah. We've got so many good years. Mm. So there are mountains all surrounding, not surrounding, but all beside Salt Lake City. Right. So it is a um, city in the summer that is very dry and hot, and the winter is very cold and snowy. Yep. So it's like a very outdoorsy place. Yes. And that's kind of the whole theme of everything. Yes. You know, throw on a casual hiking boot just to go to lunch. You know, am I going to go for a hike? I don't know. I might. Might just go up that mountain. We were staying um, on the side of a mountain. I think it's called Mount Olympus. Who knows? Fact check <laughs> <What>? me. <laughs> Look, the place was founded in 1847. Mount Olympus. So they're just going to say all kinds of different names. <laughs> oh, weirdly, up in that area. So all the all the um, streets are called like Apollo Drive or like Jupiter Drive oh. and all that kind of stuff because it's all in Mount Olympus. Lovely. But then there's another section where we drove past a street that was called like Linda Drive. Oh, Linda. And I was like, <laughs> imagine if you could choose between living at Linda Drive or like Jupiter Drive. Is that like a section of mum names? Mum name streets. <laughs> Linda Drive, Su- Sheila Drive. Sue Street. Sue Street. <laughs> Tr- Trish Boulevard. <laughs> Terry Avenue. Oh, Terry with an I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought of another good one the other day. Another 90s mum named Sherry. Oh, yeah, that's Sherry. great. <laughs> so we were sitting up there. Now, while we were there, much like California, there they'd had some fires because it's been very um, dry and arid and hot. Mm-hmm. So Jesse's sister, Anna, who lives in Driggs in oh, Idaho, yeah. she went for a run one day and she got interviewed in her run by the local news. <laughs> What, because she was running? Because, she, what are you doing? You're running from the fire. They would have loved that. They, right. they they wanted to ask her all about the fire. So they were clearly wanting like a really like, you know, dramatic thing. So we ended up staying up to like 10 p.m. to watch the news. <laughs> and she made the news. Oh, nice. So the news report was like, there is a fire on, you know, the side of blah, 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 blah. Going to like a local report now. And then it, there was just like a shot of her saying, fire! And they cut away from her. <laughs> there is also not is also a large part of the city is the Mormon temple, which is right at the city, yeah. right in the center. And then all the roads are like, you know, if you're on like third street, this is you're like three streets away from the temple. Right. So we went to a little area called ninth and ninth. Okay. Okay. Now this was like the kind of old gay area oh. that we went to. It was kind of maybe what like, I don't know, Soho in London was back in the day. London you know, swinging Soho. London swinging so This is Utah's Salt Lake City swinging ninth and ninth. And we went to um, a coffee shop, which I could only describe as funky. Dead funky. Oh, super funky. I took some pics, <laughs> pics for you. Um, so this is some artwork in the coffee shop. Oh, that is dead funky. Beautiful mural. So outside the funky coffee shop, which, which name I've completely forgotten. but Funkies. We're just, just going to call it Funkies, yeah. There were some funky statues. Oh, oh, wow, they are dead funky. Do you want to describe them to our listeners? <laughs> um, one looks like kind of like a, a like a, a tree, a bear tree in winter. And the other one looks like kind of a, 
some kind of contraption they would have used in like a like wild wild west like a it's like a, a weather vane it would have been like a scientific weather vane from like the 1800s yeah like if there was like a mad scientist back <laughs> yes. in the day a lot of like funky architecture now something very interesting about the streets there what you could do is to walk across the street they would have like pedestrian crossings so yeah. translation in the uk like a zebra crossing okay yeah. and what you could do is they had like a flag that you picked up a red flag <laughs> You picked it up, and as you're walking across the street, you sort of, like, hold it up and wave it to signal to cars that, like, you're walking across the street. And then the other side, you put it, like, back into, like, a little, a little box. How... That's so weird. How elaborate is that? <laughs> that's very... I like... There's a, there's a real flair for drama in that that I like. <laughs> Just, for, like, picking up a flag and doing, like, a flag dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like you'd, like... You could really flag your way across that street <laughs> get yourself noticed we also passed a nightclub that jesse used to go to back in the day called area 51 <laughs> which is like a warehouse nowhere near, nightclub. nowhere near the actual area 51 oh no nowhere near <laughs> so yeah those are just some kind of fun and funky things that we saw going on i will say we saw a lot of biden harris signs around the place which is very reassuring and a little bit surprising to us all however we realized that the mormons are so religious that they hate the horrible president's take on religion that they're just voting against him despite oh, him jesus yeah well, well that's literally. the theory <laughs> yeah jesus quite literally hey you've got a fact about salt lake what is it well you kind of said that you know salt lake city's having like a real moment mm. i'll tell you culturally relevant to me also happening in november the real housewives of salt lake motherfucking city happening let me tell you so a while back you know this is for all my bravo people out there a while back they announced that salt lake city was the next franchise so the the latest franchise we had was potomac which is adjacent to washington dc and potomac is really i'm not going to get into it with you because you don't watch it but it's really the fucking highlight of my life right now so i was like oh salt lake city and everyone's like huh that's a strange one to do next everyone was assuming they were going to do like chicago because they've never done that there anyway blah 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 so we were like oh what's what's that going to be like let me tell you something they announced the cast and they dropped the two trailers recently. It is wonderful. So each each Bravo city has its own kind of identity related to the city. They've really lent into religion for Salt Lake City. Oh, so like perfect. they have there's there's practicing Mormons, ex-Mormons, there's like a Jewish woman who's converting to be a Mormon, there's a Christian woman, I think there's a Muslim woman, and they made it really about religion, but also stuck to Real Housewives, so people were still throwing drinks in each other's faces and calling, you know, telling each other to fuck off. But here is I just need to tell you this. There is a cast member of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City called Mary Cosby. Part of her bio that they released is the wildest information you've ever heard. Mary Cosby is the only African-American woman on the cast and the first lady of her family's church. She also owns a chain of churches, restaurants, and many more businesses. (laughs) And then according to this article, it says, now here's where the scandal comes in. According to Mary, she was forced to marry her late grandmother's second husband in order to inherit the family business. Her late, so her dead grandmother's. She basically married husband. her granddad, a non-biological granddad. granddad. She so married she, her so step granddad, so she could get the money and that that franchise of churches. She's still married to him. Oh, isn't that wild? And in the trailer, there's literally a fight where they they're like screaming at a, t- a table. One of them's like, "You married your fucking grandpa, bitch!" <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's all I've got to say about that. But that's dropping in November, so you know, Kylie. Little Mix, Salt Lake City Housewives. All the big events. All the big events, nothing else. Done, nothing. Oh, thank you for that. (laughs) You're welcome. I mean, yeah, I think you really like hit the nail on the head there in terms of like religion. Religion is everywhere in that city. So much so in Salt Lake that 
when they have Pride every year, it's actually a much bigger and more meaningful deal than any than many other cities because it's basically like if you're not religious, you join in on Pride. Right. And so it kind of becomes like non-religious people parading around versus religious people who aren't taking part. Okay. That's a very loose explanation <laughs> of it, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. So yeah, Salt Lake has like a very specific vibe, kind of outdoorsy, the religious backdrop, um, hot in summer, cold in winter, a lot of people moving there. It's a growing city, a lot of hiking gear. That's kind of it. And the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And the Real House of Salt Lake City coming soon. Will they be wearing like hiking boots under those dresses? Who knows? Well, there's actually in a lot of the preview, it's it's like I would describe it as very like high winter glamour seems to be the look. There's a lot of like fluffy coats and... Lots of kind of, yeah, glamorous gowns, but then shots of them outside looking really cold in big glamorous coats. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So I was trying to work out what is the UK equivalent, which is a tough one because it needs to be, it can't be like a major, major city. It can't be uh, a London or an Edinburgh or Manchester. You know what I mean? It has to have like an outdoorsy feel. It has to kind of have its own vibe to it. But it can't also be like, look at me, look at me. It can't be like a Brighton. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I was wondering about Bristol. Ooh. You know, Bristol is a lot of like gorgeous outdoor area around it. Cheddar Gorge. It's got that Cheddar Gorge. Got that gorge. Got that gorge. There's something (laughs) kind of like old school about it, but... You don't always think about Bristol. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you sometimes, you might hear of someone like, um, oh, oh yeah, they left London, they moved to Bristol. <laughs> I really like Bristol. It's, oh. a, it's a really nice city. Well, shout out to my favourite thing in Bristol, which is Thecla. Do you know Thecla? No. Wait, it does it still exist? I like the Clifton Suspension Bridge. <laughs> it's a particularly good bridge. It's just, it's over a gorge and it's like a really amazing, um, amazing view. <laughs> okay. Oh, it still exists. Okay, Thecla... You're not going to guess this. It's a former cargo ship moored in the dock area of Bristol. Um, it was built in Germany in 1958. It's basically now a nightclub. Oh, wow. So you just go and you like board this boat that doesn't move and you just dance and party in this boat. Like that awful boat nightclub in London. Do you remember that? Oh, what was it called? How have I forgotten what it's called? I think I've only been in the that. The Tattershall Castle. That's what it's called. Oh my God. Do you remember the Tattershall Castle? <laughs> Whoa. Did you have like many a bad... I think I've had one I've bad had, night there. I've actually had... I had one amazing night there with uh, Fran and Caroline with, with Black Lace. And we... Um, I remember dancing around because it had lots of poles to like just structural poles. But I remember dancing around the poles to Gimme More. Oh, on a dance sounds, yeah. On a boat. On, on a, a boat, boat in the Thames. Yeah. It that was fantastic. <laughs> I feel like that's the sort of place where... You might know someone from uni that you're not that good friends with anymore, but you've been roped into going to their 24th birthday. Okay. And and it's like, hey, so like uh, Danny, um, it's his birthday and he, oh no, he really wants you to come. Um, tickets are £148 each. You get one <laughs> drink and you're on a boat for eight hours. You know what I mean? Let me tell you exactly what happened that night. It was one of Black Lace's friends and she got really, really, really drunk. And basically before, as we got there, she was so drunk that the bouncers wouldn't let her onto the boat. She was she was barred from the boat. But because me and Fran and Black Lace were really excited about going to dance, we just went and had a night out and left her. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, there's the religious as- aspect is kind of maybe not, is the one thing that's missing from that. Obviously, Bristol has, you know, a cathedral. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're not getting back into cathedral territory. <laughs> okay, what about then like a York? 
I mean, I've never been to you're, you're the York expert. I am the York expert. I mean, because there's the Minster with that, that, that giant stained glass window. I mean, there's religion going on there <laughs> and it is near the countryside. Well, cause everything in the UK is near the countryside cause it's so small. That's true. Okay. Well, do you know what? I'm going to leave it up. I'm going to leave it up to the listeners. Oh, Gonna, for the first time ever in your Welcome America, we're undecided. No, we're, we're never decided on anything in this podcast. <laughs> no, we don't make any for proper decisions. We don't decisions. know. Listeners, question. Is Salt Lake City, is the UK equivalent of Salt Lake City, is it Bristol mm-hmm. or is it York? Let us know. Get in touch on Twitter. <laughs> Get in touch all on 20, Instagram. All 26 of you just... 29, thank you. Excuse me. 29. <laughs> Get in touch on Twitter. Get in touch on Instagram. Get in touch with us. Let us know. What is the UK equivalent of Salt Lake City? And we are back. We've done our US topic. We're now going to do our UK topic. You're already giggling away over there. Fraser, what you got for us? That's right. Those are the dulcet tones of Victoria Louise Lott, a.k.a. Pixie Lott. I'm going to be discussing the UK chanteuse that is Pixie Lott. <laughs> wow, there's nothing more like twenty early 20, 2010s yes. than Pixie Lott, maybe. Which really makes her the ideal person for us to talk about because... My knowledge of just music and life in general is all in the 2010s. Just ends at Pixie Lot. Uh, 100%. Anything post that, I'm like, mm, no, I don't po- know. Post Pixie? Yeah. No. I'm like, well, Billie Eilish? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> right. So let's talk a little bit about Pixie Lot. So to American uh, listeners who are not familiar with Pixie, she is, according to her Wikipedia, an English singer, songwriter, and actress. I'm going to, again, put a question mark next to actress on that one. Interesting. Why was Victoria called Pixie? Why is she called Pixie Lot? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> this this story is very Pixie Lot. <laughs> her mother gave her the nickname Pixie because she was such a cute, tiny, cute baby who looked like a little fairy. <laughs> doesn't get more Pixie Lot than that piece of information, oh. does it? <laughs> so she. This is just a little information about her childhood because I feel like it's very uh, relevant to you and I and what we would have wanted to do. So it says that um, when she she started singing in her church school and then attended the Italia Conti Saturday School. In Chislehurst, when she was just five years old. And then she got a scholarship and went on to the main Italia Conti Academy of Theatre Arts. Because there was Italia Conti, obviously Sylvia, Sylvia Young. Young. <laughs> and then wasn't there the fame, like the Brit School yes, in later years? Yeah, Brit School's more like, kind of like, you're a bit cooler if you went to the Brit School. Yeah. You and I wanted to be at Sylvia Young. 100% Sylvia Young's. <laughs> as, we did, as we talked before, we were like, we wanted to start at Sylvia Young and then go to our dance classes at Pineapple Dance Studio. Oh my god, I just... The alternative life I could have lived if I'd just lent into being a 2000s like backup dancer. I wonder where I'd be now. Or like that period where anyone could be in a boy band. Right, you exactly. Know, if, they, if they just wanted to. Exactly. Oh, damn. Anyway... So that's that's her like her childhood, and then I just really enjoyed this little piece of thing for her, from her childhood, that uh, she was in a West End production of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and then she was in um, a Sound of Music show for the BBC uh, when she was fourteen, and then this little tidbit just says, despite missing school time because she was recording her album, Pixie Lot says she received top marks in her GCSEs. <laughs> Did you, did, did you get your did you get your GCSEs? Top marks. <laughs> top marks. Now I want to ask what does, you. What does top marks mean? I want to ask if you can. So that for American listeners, GCSEs are the qualifications you take at school when you are sixteen, mm-hmm. um, and 
I want to know if you can rattle your GCSE results off the top of your head. Go. Well, I didn't do GCSEs. Oh. I did in Scotland with standard grade. Ugh. Ugh. I did seven standard grades. Well, for people in other parts of the UK, we took our GCSEs. So you took 10, 10 subjects was 10? roughly the amount that you do. That's and a lot. It just became a real thing where you were able to rattle off your GCSE results. And mine are a real reflection of my skill and lack of attention and effort. Two A's, three B's, five C's and a D. (laughs) What did the D come in? (laughs) I got a D in food technology, Ben. Cookery. (laughs) I mean, which couldn't make more sense. Cookery, not a word in the US. Oh, absolutely not. Anyway, moving back to Pixie. So the reason she was recording an album when she was doing her GCSEs is that in 2006, when she was 15, she um, sang for L.A. Reid. (laughs) <laughs> famous just for me for being on that series of American X Factor with Britney. Yeah, where Britney sang <laughs> happy birthday to him. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you, Britney. <laughs> he then signed her to Island Def Jam Music Group, which is very funny. <laughs> but then apparently, <laughs> this I don't know why these this bits of information make me laugh. After a change of managers, a bidding war ensued and Lot parted ways with Island Def Jam Music to sign with Mercury Records. And Interscope in the US. There was a bidding war over Pixie Lot. Wow. Age 15, which is... Wait, what, what year? Age 15, what year are we talking 2006. about? 2006. 2006. Okay, so they're looking for like a real poppy pop, you know, attractive 16-year-old girl. Yeah. Were, they, th- were people still trying to create Britneys at that point? I think, I think this was also that strange period of time where like JoJo came out and then... Do you remember there was that thing of kind of being like, oh, these, like, making the girls, like, actually young in a way that was kind of strange. Remember that? Where it was always, mm. when we used to, we used to be shocked that Britney was, like, 17. And then it was like, oh, JoJo's 14. And she's singing, like, too little, too late. And then there was, of course, Casey. Remember <laughs> Casey? When I'm with you, you it's paradise. No place on earth could be so nice. I think Casey was American, but she's a real Ruby Wax. Mr. Waterfall. You know what yeah, mean? very European-American. Yeah, like doesn't, <laughs> no one in the US knows who she was. We did. Oh my God. I, I Just just to say this, I think I've told you this many times before. For some reason, Paradise by Casey is so lodged <laughs> in my head that I know all of the ad-libs from the end of that song, like completely just like give us by some, heart. Give us some, please. <laughs> no, I, can, no I, have to, I have to be hearing the song oh, to be able okay, to do okay, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so she released her first single in 2000. And in the lead up to that, she was writing her first album. But whilst writing her first album, she did some fun stuff. She wrote a song for Alexandra Burke's debut album. Oh. And uh, it was called You Broke My Heart. I don't know if you remember that one. No, I don't. Uh, That's not great. And she also wrote two tracks for the Dutch X Factor winner. <laughs> good, for, good for picks. And then most importantly, she wrote We Own the Night for Selena Gomez. And she ended up being on Selena Gomez. Remember when it was Selena Gomez and the scene? Oh, yeah. She's on, it's, she's named she, on that track on uh, Selena Gomez's album. So it was like Selena Gomez and the scene and Pixie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Selena Gomez and the scene featuring Pixie Lot. Wow. So that was all, all before that she'd released it. And then just in, this couldn't, again, I'm going to keep saying this all couldn't be more Pixie Lot. And if you don't know who she is, you're going to learn what that means. I'm not even ever going to explain it. She then started trying to kind of tour and get her profile up as she was releasing music. And her very first tour, she supported the Saturdays, which again, couldn't be more pixie lot. Imagine supporting (laughs) the Saturdays on tour. That's really... One of the whitest things you could possibly do. (laughs) And also... Be a white woman and support the Saturdays on tour. It's like, imagine if there was a can of Diet Coke, but then there was a can of Diet Diet Coke. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That's what... That's what... Yeah. 
Yeah, supporting the Saturdays. In 8th of June, 2009, she released, finally, after all that writing and, and gigging, she released her first single, Mama Do. Oh, you hate this song, oh. don't you? I'm going to play it. Her thing was she had a bit of a a soulful voice. Yes, she did. <laughs> What's tell me, Ben? Talk to me through your, your issues with Mama Do. Open brackets. Uh oh. Uh oh. Close brackets. Translation just, parentheses. It's just like <laughs> oh, just the kind of the little hokey cokey thing. A little, a little hokey cokey. <laughs> a little swing your arms. A little slap that knee. And also just like oh, I don't know. Just like a super cute cutesy vanilla white girl kind of really straining for those soulful tones <laughs> what would your mama do oh, that song was a big <laughs> deal yeah it was number one was it yeah it was also very like all radio stations would play it so like i i feel like a young radio one yeah. would play it but also like radio two might yes play it. she I would say this about um, her first, or like her first few singles that were released, they were very playable pop songs. So she'd, it's like Capital FM, she would have been, she would have been A-list at Capital. She would have been A-list for at Capital. For sure, yeah. for sure. So that was her first single, which did go to number one, which I'm, you know, I kind of didn't realise until I was looking into this. And I was like, oh yeah, actually, because I remember there was kind of like actual buzz about Pixie, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real buzz about her. So, <laughs> along... <laughs> There's, I feel like I'm just reading her Wikipedia verbatim to you because there's so many like weird <laughs> details about it that really excite me to I mean, read. It's good. I'm enjoying it. So um, in that same kind of just a bit after releasing that first single, it says she, <laughs> uh, 15th of August, 2009, she was featured alongside Huberstank, the All-American Rejects, Kasabian, Boys Like Girls, Estranged, and Ray Gun as one of the live acts at Asia's very first MTV World Stage Live in Malaysia concert. Whoa, those were a lot of words. <laughs> a lot of qualifying words. Not sure what any of that means. No. <laughs> so that I, I just liked that. And then she did her follow-up single, came out in uh, September 2009. And that was another hokey-cokey number called Boys and Girls. I quite like this song. So Boys and Girls was also a hit. And do you remember the video for Boys and Girls? Oh yeah. It was it was like <laughs> a really like cool, um, all a lot of dark colours, a lot of her just like hanging around. There was some fun dancing. Was there like a BMX or maybe someone on a skateboard? Yeah, it was it was very much they were like, Okay, the single's called Boys and Girls, and she's like singing and the boys and the girls are like, I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna do like a lineup and we're gonna make it the boys. Versus, versus the girls got it got it got it, got it. <laughs> so there's some real kind of like we're ladies and we're gonna stand here and we're gonna dance and the guys are like well we're guys and we're gonna dance right back which is obviously very very reminiscent of uh <laughs> you know my favorite music video christine Aguilera. 
<laughs> oh, um, what a girl wants. What a girl wants. Although well, the men aren't dancing in that, they're sitting down and watching the ladies dance for them. Well, that was a d- different Close your era. eyes. No peeking. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. But diff- different era. I mean, we're going from like the year 2000 to 2006. Yeah. Like women's 2009. rights. 2009. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Pixie. Really, we're pushing those women's rights forward. Yeah. Votes for women picks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the Emily Bankhurst of pop music. I can't say that. That's not okay. Boys and Girls went to number one in um, 2009 too. So then she also, she slipped one more single in in 2009. The uh, Pixie Lot Ballad, Cry Me Out. Oh my God, this song is horrible. Don't you dare play it. This is this is just her sliding up and down notes and scales. No, 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 no. You'll have to cry me out. You'll have to cry me out. The tears that'll fall mean nothing at all. It's time to get over yourself. Okay. I need to talk to you about Cry Me Out for a second, okay? Okay, now is this in your Pour Me playlist? You fucking know it. <laughs> I will say that Cry Me Out definitely, in terms of vocal range, is very much at the pushing the limits of the of the situation. Wouldn't, wouldn't one agree? What, you, you, Pixie's situation or your situation? Both of our situations. Okay. This is all songs from her first album called Turn It Up. Hey, Pixie, just turn it up. <laughs> or we're not grammy out. Turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> now, she followed up in 2010. There was three, three more singles released from Turn It Up. I'm not familiar with uh, some of the latter ones. Okay, hit me with them. So the next one was called Gravity. Don't remember. remember. We don't need to play it. It's um, fine. So yeah, she, she followed up with Gravity and then Turn It Up. And then another song called Broken Arrow. Don't Those know. ones didn't register. And I'll be honest, they didn't register chart-wise either. Especially Gravity, number 20. And then Turn Up was 11 and Broken Arrow was 12. Then. <laughs> now, Ben, the year is 2011. Oh, God. You and I are firmly <laughs> friends at this point, aren't we? Aren't we just? There was a little TV show that had uh, debuted around this time called The Only Way is Essex. Okay. Oh. Towie. Oh. And um, <laughs> you and I were very obsessed with the shots of the girls of Towie arriving at a nightclub. It was always like, so the, just for any American listeners, it was a reality show at kind of like The Hills. It was the UK version of The Hills, but very specifically set in Essex. And there was often kind of, you know, a fun song playing as the girls were rolling up at a club or clattering to like, <laughs> clattering to the entrance of Sugar Hut in their heels and like spangly dresses. And for some reason... <laughs> You and I became very obsessed with this song from her follow-up album, Young, Foolish and Happy. (laughs) All About Tonight. So, <laughs> this is a song. This, this is, is a song. This is, as you and I say a lot, a lot of the time, an important song for us. A very important song. <laughs> so I'm just going to give everyone a little memory. We were once, you and I were once on a night out and Uh-oh. we were arriving, we actually were arriving at like a, what, a many a, an East London gay bar venue for like a night of dancing and we were clattering down a cobbled street, you, me and Michael. And I remember you just got your phone out and you just started playing all about tonight as we were like clattering over the cobblestone streets and we were all pretending we were in the only way as Essex. <laughs> it's also the time to remember that we, we spent a lot of time mimicking Lauren Goodger going, you're right. Why? 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 You're right. Like, uh, Lauren, uh, stop, stop texting me, Lauren. I don't, I don't really text me. 
Why? Why? You're right. It's a lot of like her Lauren in a nightclub. And this is just before people like started to do airbrush makeup. Yeah. So it was just before that time. So everyone's makeup looks bananas when yes. they, when they, because they put on loads, but they don't know how to apply it. And none of it's airbrush and there's no contouring. So no, everyone looks pre-contoured. Everyone looks utterly bananas. Yes. And it would be like her in a club with the girls with like a warm glass of say, rose. You and, no, we, we often talked about there was a lot of straw work from Lauren, wasn't there? Do you remember? She was always like drinking like a, I think, she, oh, what was she drinking? Like a Malibu and Coke. So mm. she was always doing a lot of straw work. And then she'd just be like standing there again in a sparkly dress. It was always like, you're right. Hi, you're Hi, right. Yeah, you're right. Are you right, babe? Maybe like a bandage dress. Oh, of course. And a lot she of loved like, a bandage dress. A lot dress. of dancing to this song where they don't like move their feet. They just like <laughs> writhe up and down, like holding their, their glasses in the air as if they're having the best time ever. So that's what this song is. Yeah. So that that's that's very, All About Tonight is a very important song for us. Uh, and it actually went to number one. It's a, it deserved to. Yeah. It's, it's a, a really great it, pop song. Yeah. It's a really good song. Musically, things take a strange go in kind of a strange direction from this album. The, the follow-up song is called What Do You Take Me For from this album, featuring Pusha T. Not familiar with anything, any of those words or any of those people. Nope. And then the other song that was released that was called Kiss the Stars. <laughs> so Kiss the Stars. Kiss the- <laughs> I strangely got obsessed with it. It's got a very CGI video. I was going to say, it's very, it goes in our Hall of Fame of bad CGI music videos, along with, who else is in that? Well, it, Alexis Jordan. It's very, it's like the, the again, the dancing man from Billy Piper's Because yep. We Want To. Imagine if someone just took that as a mood board and created a music video. That's what this music video is. One other thing I do want to say, I'm on her Wikipedia as well. She performed Kiss the Stars at the MTV Titanic Sounds Festival in Belfast. (laughs) Now, (laughs) Belfast is where the Titanic was built and they have that Titanic experience, which is incredibly questionable. Is she just there singing Kiss the Stars on top of a fake Titanic, which then sinks probably because (laughs) at the end of the song, exactly. (laughs) Pixie goes down with the ship as Kiss the Stars ends. (laughs) I will say as well, quite a wild uh, piece of information. She was the opening act on Rihanna's UK tour. Isn't that wild? Whoa. There's also a fun piece of information here, which again, could not be more pixel or make more sense in the world. So I don't, don't, don't look because I can see that you're looking. Fill in the blank of this sentence, Ben. Okay, okay. In April 2010, Blank launched a fashion range co-designed by Lot. Lipsy. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you are correct, my friend. Of course she did arrange with Lipsy. Forget your boohoos. <laughs> Forget your nasty gals. Back in the day, it was Lipsy. Just to note, there's some other funny performances specifically cited for Kiss the Stars. Great. One is um, on, she performed it on Dancing on Ice in 2012. And then the other, <laughs> the other one is, in July 2012, Pixie Lot performed Kiss the Stars at the Men's Gymnastic Finals in the 2012 Summer Olympics. So she performed, so wait a minute, so to clarify, she performed Kiss the Stars on board a sinking Titanic at Dancing on Ice and at the Olympics. Not even just the Olympics, specifically the men's gymnastic finals. Wow, she was thinking about these men doing these like a ring ring routine to kiss the stars tonight. (laughs) Okay, so there's only one more of her songs that I want to talk about, which is uh, a little song that I opened up this episode with. 
which is a little track called Nasty. Now, I have one of the most amazing sentences to read you, which is, again, going to include so many words and people and concepts that your mind is going to explode. Okay. On the 2nd of December 2013, Pixie Lot announced during a Google Hangout with Dan Wooten of The Sun that the lead single from her third album, Nasty, would premiere in January. I can't think of anything worse than being stuck on a Google Hangout with Dan Wooten of the Sun. You know he's my nemesis. You're not doing a Google Hangout with him anytime soon. No, he can Google Hangout by himself. He can just remain in that waiting room. <laughs> Evict, or whatever the word is for Google Hangouts. So I think we did actually briefly touch on this in the burlesque special, but the important thing to note about the song Nasty is that it was originally written and recorded as a duet with Christine Aguilera and CeeLo Green for Burlesque, and it never made the soundtrack. Because they had so many problems <laughs> trying to clear all the different, like... Like the samples. It's like a real... It. It's one of those pi- really stitched together songs. But Pixie, Pixie, she got her clearance head on, and she <laughs> made some calls. She, she got on the phone with the music department. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So there's um, a fun little thing I found <laughs> where she cites her musical influences. What I'm going to say is those three, those three musical influences, as we've discussed so far in this episode, it's very pixie lot. These three answers are very pixie lot. Three female vocalists are her major influences. Hit me with them in a row. Mariah Carey. Yes. Whitney Houston. Yes. Diana Ross. Oh! One more guess. Think, come on. You, you do you do Whitney, you do Mariah, and then we have <laughs> we've heavily discussed a something very adjacent to this person. In fact, the thing that this made this person famous, we've already discussed on this episode. Celine Dion. Yes. So so Pixie's influences are like the most generic. Yes. The most generic. <laughs> Did you know that she tried to break America in 2010? Because this is so wild. And this is a real, like, if you want to fall down a hole of information, she released that song in 2010 because it was going to coincide with the <laughs> the TV premiere of the f- her film debut, Fred the Movie. What was that? Okay. Fred the Movie was a movie based on a... I feel like he was a Vine character or maybe a YouTube character that someone did. And he's, like, not funny and really annoying. And remember that, like, remember that period of time where... They were trying to make YouTube stars like movie stars. And this this guy, oh my God, I don't know enough information really about this subject, but I just know there was a YouTube character called Fred and he got his own movie and Pixie Lot was his love interest. <laughs> I just, I need everyone to know. Ben and I just watched Fred the movie trailer and I can't believe it was a thing. Just a quick note, I just, speaking of Mama, Mama Do and what would your mama say? Uh, Pixie's mum has a really good 90s mum name. Oh, Bev. okay. Oh, Beverly. Bev. Bev. Bev Lot. <laughs> Bev Lot. <laughs> that was Pixie Lot. So I was, you know, thinking about American equivalent, yada, yada, yada. I thought, I'm going to do a fun game. I went on to her Spotify page. Oh. And you know where it says fans also like? Yeah. And I thought, I'm going to pick her American equivalent from the fans also like page. So I have to pick someone from this um, Great this, this lineup. Okay. So I'm just going to read you through some of them. And obviously we can't do any of the British people. Nicole Scherzinger. I count her as British now. Yeah, <laughs> she can't be the American equivalent anymore. Diana Vickers. Remember Diana Vickers? Once, <laughs> once, yeah, once. I love once. Sod it. 
No, sod, it was Katie Wazel. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Saturdays, Natasha Bedingfield, Leona Lewis, uh, Girls Aloud. I, literally, this list reads as episode titles for your Welcome America. Leona Lewis, Girls Aloud, Alicia Dixon, <laughs> The Sugar Babes, Alexandra Burke, um, Cher Lloyd, um, Rachel Stevens, Paloma Faith, Duffy, Nicola Roberts. That's your, that's your UK list. Great, great, great. Let's hit the US list, and I have to. We have to pick someone from this list. Okay, Lindsay Lohan, the Pussycat Dolls, mm. Ashley Tisdale, oh, Jordan Sparks, <gasps> oh, Alexis Jordan. Speaking of CGI music videos, Hall of Fame. <laughs> which which Alexis Jordan is is the which song is it? Is it Happiness or is it um, Good Girl? Uh, I uh, think either. Uh, I think I think they did a deal with the the, the CGI company and uh, Chantel. I think I left in my reference to Chantelligence in last episode of this podcast. I think there's a good one in there. I think it's Jordan Sparks. I agree. My choice was also Jordan I think Sparks. There are certain both a certain level of success. They're yep. both incredibly vanilla. Yes. Um, both very likable. But also, do, do you feel? Because I feel Jordan Sparks has the same kind of staying power that pixie lot has where you can mention jordan sparks now and people are like oh yeah jordan sparks it's like if she turned up as like a judge on the voice kids like pixie lot does the voice kids in the uk you'd be like yeah of course jordan sparks is a judge yeah. on the voice kids it's perfect she's still in everyone's minds and people of gays of a certain age like us and people of a certain age jordan sparks is very locked in she's locked in she's legacy she's there like we all know all of her songs like we know references to her tattoo is a fucking amazing song mm. so i would say thanks to spotify's uh, fans also like segment we're gonna say that the u.s version of pixie lot is jordan sparks you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> And we are back. Okay, every episode we round things out with a game of welcome, not welcome. We mention very British or American things and we say whether they're welcome or not, i.e. whether we like them or not. Welcome or not welcome, <laughs> Fraser, you're up first. I just nodded at you even though this is an audio medium. I was like, yeah, of course. So just uh, just for listeners, all of my welcome, not welcome topics are phrases taken from the first two episodes of The Great British Bake Off. Or if you're American, The Great British Baking Show beautiful you hit, so, hit me up first welcome or not welcome the phrase bricking it oh, i'm absolutely bricking it bricking it so it's the for american listeners the words i'm saying are bricking and it bricking it but you really have to say bricking it oh, bricking it. Oh, i'm absolutely bricking it. bricking it to be bricking it is to be scared of something not sure of the etymology of bricking it but um maybe it's a cockney rhyming slang. I don't know. Who cares? Bricking it. Bricking it. I'm absolutely fucking bricking, bricking it, mate. It. Bricking it, mate. Bricking it. Welcome or not welcome. Bricking it. I'm saying welcome. Yeah, I like welcome. It. I'll let them have it. <laughs> okay, welcome or not welcome. Would you say the aughts or the noughties? The noughties. So Thank the, you very much. In the UK, much. it's the noughties. In the US, it's the aughts. It's not the aughts. It is always the noughties. It's the noughties because it's, it's a great Because the nineties, nineties, noughties. What are we in now? Oh, the 2020s? Hell guys <laughs> i don't want to talk about politics or the pandemic but we're in hell right now naughties is so cutesy though that's my only thing no but it's naughties. also naughty it's oh the naughty naughty oh the naughty naughties oh, okay okay we're it's gonna say like and summers we're gonna say 100 percent welcome <laughs> to the naughties then okay next up another great british baking show phrase welcome or not welcome the term donkey's years <laughs> oh it's been to shorten it to it's been donkey's I've never heard it shortened like that. Are you are you kidding me? That's what it was. That's what they said on Bake Off. This guy was like, "Oh, I haven't made these in donkeys." Never heard that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You donkeys shortened donkeys years. years to donkeys. 
donkey's years like donkey's years are just for, it's forever of, yeah donkey's wait, years means a long time do donkeys live a long time i wait, think that must be what it is how long do, do donkeys, donkeys live? live 10 to 13 no it's dogs wait a minute <laughs> 25 to 30 years. Well, well, there you go. It's donkey's years. A donkey's years. That is a long time. <laughs> I'm going to say welcome, and I'm going to start saying just purely donkeys. donkeys. Um, okay, welcome or not welcome. It's another versus popcorn in a paper bag versus popcorn in a circular tub. So in the US, you would get it in a paper bag. In the UK, you get it in a big circular cardboard tub. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's got to be that circular tub. Why? Because you want to... You want to pour butter on it like they do here in America. Oh, no, that's not my why. And then, and otherwise it's hard to, and it's hard to access the popcorn. Whereas if it's in a nice big tub, you can share it and your hands aren't touching. Okay, that's good. My one was more <laughs> like the, the paper bag's very rustly. So yes. do you know what I mean? You're in the cinema and you've got the, the cinema. Are we in the cinema? <laughs> Are we in the cinema? The cinema. At the UCI. <laughs> We're in the cinema. We're in the movie theater. You just, did you just see my mind explode when you said UCI? UCI. I was like, I, I felt like you weren't saying the right letters. I was getting like UTI, like USA, <laughs> UCB. U- UGC. <laughs> okay, so welcome or not welcome, popcorn in uh, a tub versus popcorn in a paper bag. We're going, with, we're going the circular we're tub. We're going UCI, we're going circular <laughs> we're tub. Going- my final uh, Great British Bake Off, welcome or not welcome, is the term faffing about. Faffing. So I think this was uh, my personal queen of this of this series slash season, Linda. So the, the best quality that Linda has is that everything she does is a disaster and she has the sunniest attitude. Every time they cut to her, she goes, oh, I dropped on my skies on the floor. <laughs> Linda, Linda's, what's she like? Linda is having the time of her fucking life on Bake Off. Yeah. I love Linda. Good for Linda. Faffing about, 100% oh, welcome. Fa- so for American listeners, faffing about, same as fannying about, it just means to be, what What do they call it? What, what do Americans call fan- faffing about? Oh, I don't know. Like, because they don't say pottering either, do they? Pottering to love. potter, to fanny, and to faff, all but of the above. Pottering. Pot- I think they might say pottering, pottering about. Pottering yeah. about. Doing their chores. Yeah. Running errands. Running errands. Running errands and doing chores. <laughs> no, but those are more specific. Because if you're pottering about or like fa- faffing, you're 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 taking too much time. Yeah. You're faffing. Fa- yeah. You're right. Errands, errands, and and like doing that stuff is you really are out and about doing stuff. Faffing means you're like arranging some things in like a, uh, some flowers in a vase so you're like i don't know i imagine it's like fluffing a, a fluffing your pillows yeah, <laughs> that's faffing, faffing about, about. what did you do to i was just faffing, I just about. faffed about i feel like it's like about. looking in the mirror and just like doing something with like a strand of hair that's faffing about isn't it <laughs> <laughs> i'm oh. gonna say welcome i love faffing about love it shout okay. out to clc who is the queen of faffing about queen she loves faff. a faff she really does <laughs> okay my final one welcome or not welcome the phrase clangor Oh, I dropped a real clanger. <laughs> I really like, I'm, uh, that's very welcome. I love the term clanger. No so, real clanger. So that is, if you sort of like drop a, drop a bomb, drop a, like a, what did you say? It's putting US? your foot in your mouth. That it's the, it's the. Just dropped can... a real clanger. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think of it because I think of like someone dropping a giant symbol. Yes. And it like falling to the ground and like smash, like making a really loud, long noise, but then like spending ages Doing that thing where it's spinning yeah, around. Yes, yeah, you're so settles. right. You're so right. I was thinking of it as a giant cowbell, but now you've said that actually, yeah, it's that, it's the symbol rotating on the floor going. <laughs> That's definitely welcome. Oh, oh my we did it. Lord so in heaven thank above. Thank you for listening. If you're still listening at this point, thank you for sticking with us because well this has done. been a, a bumper episode, as oh, they we say. Oh, we really faffed around. We had a lot to say. We had a lot to say. Two rich subjects. <laughs> to please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Leave us some feedbacks. Tell us your friends. Oh, hey, 
<laughs> I just have to tell the listeners at home. As Ben's doing this, he's ru- rubbing his hands around his head and like staring into space like he's gone crazy. <laughs> just want to give you a real visual to go with that. Ben's gone mad. <laughs> oh, tell your friends, rate reviewers, keep on listening. So as ever, well, not as ever for the next few weeks. Remember, every Monday you've got an episode of Totally Scott Lee. Yes, episode four coming out next. Coming out next Monday, but you've still got your Welcome America every every other week on the Wednesday. Oh, our next episode is a Halloween special. Ooh, spooky. Oh, sorry, I just got a real fright. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've got to go. <laughs> there's going to be so many things that I just can't There's so many spooky sound effects on that one. <laughs> We should just constantly try and scare each other for the whole episode. <laughs> We're just doing like a booby-trapped venue. 100%. <laughs> I've, got, I've already thought of a couple of things I could do. Oh, amazing. See you for Totally Scotly episode four. See you at our Halloween special. And as ever, you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, God, such a fright. Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour.